Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Serving as a Good Soldier podcast. We want to thank you for taking your time out of your day to listen to the podcast. I am over here with uh, Brother Jacob Monk, and then I'm over here with uh, one of my dear mentors, probably the modern-day uh, Apostle Paul. You know, he's, he's just about that missionary. I don't know about that, man. But, no, we're just messing. But uh, he really is one true my hero is Brother Nathan Saunders. He is, uh, I'll let him introduce himself, and we're going to jump right in it. Well, my name is Nathan Saunders, and uh, I am a third-generation missionary. Uh, my parents grew up in the Bahamas, and uh, my, my, my dad was a bush pilot and a church planner. And, uh, and then myself, I, I ended up becoming a, a missionary um, in the great state of Montana, and we were there for 13 years. And we started the Solid Rock Baptist Church in a 1,200-square-foot building, and we watched God do amazing things, and we saw people saved and baptized and now the church sits on 10 acres and three buildings. And as of August of 2019, had the privilege of turning over about 120 people. And I am now serving uh, through Macedonia World Baptist Missions as the director for the Southwest. And that is literally from the bayous of Louisiana to the metropolis of California. And I'm also the director of outreach and recruitment. So I wear several hats and uh, we stay very busy. And uh, I'm going to ask you both, let uh, the audience know about your testimony about salvation call to preach they really get to sure to know you both well like i said i grew up in the bahamas um you know it was amazing there we we it was definitely paradise we we didn't have cruise ships we had fishing boats and we didn't have uh tourists on our island we had mosquitoes that take you off <laughs> and consume your body um that was basically life for me no running water no electricity <laughs> And I went there when I was three. Um, it, my dad, on a Thursday night, he was preaching hell hot and heaven sweet. And when he gave the altar call um, at the age of five, I, I didn't walk down the aisle. I ran down the aisle. And it was my dad who led me to the Lord. And, and I'll, I'll never forget that day. And uh, as the years began to pass, um, at the age of 15, my, my dad called for a family meeting and, uh, and explained to us that he was going to be turning over Macedonia Baptist Church over to a national pastor. Uh, that is the dream of every missionary, uh, to be able to turn it over to a national pastor. But as a teenage boy, that's not what I heard. What I heard was everything I've ever known and all my friends I'm leaving behind. And, uh, and so, I, I, you know, I was literally in a place in my life or a fork in the road, I guess you could say. Um, I was either going to go after the things of God or the things of self, or the world. And uh, my, when we came back to the States, my, my parents put me in a Christian school, and I, I praise the Lord for that because every chapel service, I got to hear my principal, Pastor Tim Campbell, he would always say, you have two choices on the shelf, choosing God or choosing self, which will you choose? And uh, I'm so grateful I chose the things of God. And at the age of 15, I started to be a missionary, had no idea where the Lord was going to take me, uh, and at the age of 16, I started to preach and been doing it ever since. Uh, I'm turning 40 this December, and so you guys can do the math, but um, I have literally enjoyed serving the Lord with my life. Hey Amen. And this episode, like he said, it's going to be really about missions. That's what uh, my heart's desire is for this episode. And I want to read you a uh, verse of Scripture, a couple of verses. You are very familiar with passages of Scripture. Matthew Chapter number 9, starting in verse number 35, and it says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he moved with compassion on them 
because they fainted, and they were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. And verse number 37, it says, And then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And verse number 38 really speaks to me. It says, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers Amen. into his harvest. And let me tell you, young preachers, young people, uh, kind of like myself, I really can't give you a whole lot of advice on this. So that's why I wanted to ask a missionary to come in and, and give you really advice on this. And uh, you may be a young preacher, young people, out, young person out there trying to really do the will of God, trying to figure out what God has for your life. What is your purpose here on this earth? And uh, we would really like for you to consider missions. Uh, in Bible college, that's what, uh, that's what God has really showed me in uh, the need for missionaries, the need for missions. And uh, in the South, you really don't see it. It wasn't really till I went up uh, out of the South, I went up North, and God really showed me the need for church planning. And I didn't see it in the South, because on in the South, there's churches on every street corner. But it's not that way in the whole United States. And uh, I want to bring Brother Saunders on here and talk about the need for uh, missionaries out, you know, in, in the United States, but really out West, Southwest, where he is the uh, director over. And uh, Brother Saunders, tell us how a missionary life is. You know, missionary life, I can talk about it from living here in the United States and then also living in, in a foreign field. Um, you know, here in the United States, uh, Brother Noah and, and Brother Jacob are right. Um, we think about our country. We think about our freedoms, the, the freedom of religion. We think about our right uh, to bear arms. We think about all the things that our, for, our, our founding fathers or forefathers fought for. And we we live here in in the Bible Belt, uh, almost in, in a bubble, thinking, well, man, if you know, yeah. it's got to be this way everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. there, there, there's Baptist churches everywhere. And I'm, I'm yeah. gonna say this too, and I've said it in many churches. Um, it, 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 you know, if you get mad at your preacher and go down the road to another church, or even go start another church because you get mad at your preacher, number one, that that's scripturally wrong. Amen. Uh, and number two. Um, you know, out west, it, that's not going to happen because the churches are few and far between. They're very spread out. Um, you know, in the 13 years I lived in in, in Montana, uh, my last year there, I, I had three different uh, pastors or missionaries that called me up and said, Brother Saunders, we didn't even know you existed. We didn't even know you were here in Montana. And so we were, we were very few and far between, spread apart from each other. Uh, and so life is totally different out west. Um, we have a saying out West where, welcome to the West, where men are men and some of the women are too. And what I mean by that is, uh, it's, it's still rough. It is very rough. You could shake uh, men's hands and they feel like vice grips and sandpaper. And then you may shake a lady's hand and it feels the exact same way uh, because they're hardworking people. And they're very uh, self-sufficient, very independent, very stubborn-headed. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I've had people ask, what's the culture? Like I, I tell them that we are the most self-sufficient gun toting real Americans and we make no apology for it. And the West is still the West. And, uh, I've seen it spit missionaries out time and time again in the 13 years I was there. Um, they come and they go, um, even at our grand opening when we started our church on September the 28th. Um, and that was about 12, well, about 13, 14 years ago, um, there was a man and his wife and their son at our grand opening uh, from Georgia. I knew who they were. I even knew what church they had, that they were sent out of. 
And I said, what are you guys doing here? And they told me, they said, well, Brother Saunders, we feel that the Lord is having us start a church at the end of the county on the other side. And I'm like, praise the Lord. This is going to be great. We're going to have sister churches. We can, you know, uh, do revivals together and, and special meetings. And, and I was just thinking, this is going to be an incredible blessing. That, and he was supposed to start his grand opening the following Sunday, um, right after ours. And, uh, and so a little bit by little bit, I would see him, in, you know, about every other month. And I'd ask him how things were going. He's like, oh, it's going great. It's going well. And in December, um, when I asked him, he says, well, we're going back to Georgia. And I said, oh, you guys are going back for Christmas. He said, no, we're done. We're, 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 we're leaving. We're, we're going back. And uh, three months. Um, wow. That's how long he lasted. And, uh, you know, it's a very sad thing. Um, uh, but uh, I'm just telling you. Um, when it comes to the mission field, um, you know, it does take a calling of God upon your life. There's several things. If, I, if you're a young preacher and you're earnestly praying about the mission field, here's some things I, I earnestly want you to pray about. Uh, number one, when it comes to the mission field, you say, Brother Saunders, I surrendered to be a missionary at a young age. So did I. I surrendered to be a missionary at the age of 15. Had no idea where I was going to go. So I, I've had people ask me, Brother Saunders, how did you know where God wanted you? Well, um, as a teenage boy, all the way through my high school years, right on into Bible college, uh, I would take a map of the world, and, and just about every night, I, I would pray over a different section of the world. You know, and it, the Bible says, my eye affect my heart. And as you begin to pray over certain places of the world and say, Lord, where would you have me to go? The Lord eventually will begin to give you clear clarity and focus upon a, a general area and then from there he'll narrow it down a little closer and then a little closer and then a little closer and eventually you will figure out exactly where you're to go and who you are to reach um, the other thing i want to tell you that not only should you um, find the mind of god in where and where he wants you to go now with that it, it's going to take some time he some some guys are like you know i know exactly where god wants me and and there's no debating it other guys are like, hey, you know, I'm open, you know, to wherever God would have me to go. Second thing is, <clears throat> I would suggest taking some mission trips. If you've never taken a mission trip, I, I promise you it will change your life. And, and I can definitely help you with that as well. Um, you know, I have taken mission trips within the United States. And I've taken mission trips around the world. I, I, I've been to Peru and Ecuador and Chile and, uh, and Bolivia. As I said, I lived in the Bahamas for 12 years. I even took a mission trip all the way up to Chilliwack, uh, British Columbia, Canada. Um, you know, so I've, I've been up through Canada as well and then all through the Western United States. Uh, I'm here to tell you it will change your life. And so you definitely need to take a mission trip. Uh, thirdly, you need to start looking at training. The reason why a lot of missionaries come off the field is because of a lack of training. Um, they're not if they're not getting the proper training. Um, you know, they get there, they will do everything that they know to do, and they will fizzle out, uh, and then they'll come home. Uh, and so, I'm just telling you, you definitely want to have training. Which, once again, um, I can help you with some of that. Um, and uh, um, we offer up training and everything. Uh, and then fourthly, uh, I want to say this too. Um, all these, these first three things I gave you are very important. The fourth thing is make sure that you have a great sending church. 
and a right. pastor who in a church that's totally behind you. See, it's not mission boards that send out missionaries. It is the local church. Amen. Okay, sure. and so uh, you definitely want to make sure your local church is behind you 100% and that they know your burden, that they feel your heartbeat and and their desire is, is to back you up uh, and that your pastor would, would make sure that you received all the training that you could possibly obtain. Now, I will tell you guys that, that even, you know, even once you get to the mission field, you will find out that Bible college does not teach you everything that you need to know uh, when it comes to the mission field. And then, and then uh, fifthly, um, I would make sure you have a good mission board um, because I, I will say this, um, I'm part of, as far as I'm concerned, I'm part of the, probably the greatest mission board there is, and that's Macedonia World Baptist Missions. I grew up with this mission board um, as a child. I've watched my dad uh, serve uh, in leadership positions with Macedonia. And now, now myself, I, I'm, I'm not a, now a field director, um, now training other missionaries, helping them along the way. Uh, and, and there's a great work to be done. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, Macedonia has done more for my family. Uh, it's a family. It's a team effort. Um, they have been there by my side. And I will tell you, in the 13 years I served on the mission field, there's some great memories that I have. But I will tell you, there's a lot of uh, wars and uh, battles oh, yeah. um, and heartaches, uh, a lot of sorrow, uh, and Macedonia was there every step of the way uh, as a, uh, I guess you could say, um, as, as a, a tool uh, and a help uh, to my pastor. Because there's times that my pastor could not come to Montana, but the mission board could send somebody uh, in, 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 the, uh, uh, in the pastor's stead. And that that and uh, um, one of the directors would answer back to our pastor, let him know exactly what's going on, and see if there's anything that he could do. Um, and uh, and so you know th those five things are very very important. Um, they keep missionaries on the field. Um, they keep them from what there's a particular word that's called burnout that mm -hmm. missionaries experience. And uh, you know and I praise the Lord. Uh, for my sending church, my sending church is Bible Baptist Church. My pastor is Ricky Cravley, and uh, and so I love my sending church. And I love and I love our mission board. Amen. And uh, missions is see it's so it's so necessary. We that's the Great Commission is still our mission. It's still the local church's mission. Amen. And uh, you may God's not going to call young preachers to. Uh, do something that they're not faithful in the small things. So if you can't, I'll be honest with you, if you can't pick up a vacuum cleaner and vacuum your home church's carpet, I'll be honest with you, God's not going to send you. And you are, you want to be uh, so desperate in going, but uh, Brother Saunders, you give us some insight on that. You know, you know the, the other thing too, I want to say this, if God's called you to preach, that is not an excuse for you to stay at your home church and wait on your pastor to die. Amen. I have seen that so Amen. many times. If God has called you to preach, you should be preaching somewhere. And uh, now that means you should get all the training you can uh, because when you get to the mission field and you plant a church, a fundamental independent Baptist church, uh, you are basically their pastor until God moves you. And so the only way you're going to learn to pastor is from your pastor. And I truly believe that you should get as much training as you can from your pastor 
Uh, and if your pastor directs you to go to Bible college, so be it. Praise the Lord. If he desires you to stay and, and help him in the ministry until he says, hey, I, I truly feel you're ready to go, then you should do that. You should always follow the leadership of your pastor. But if you're waiting for him to die just so you can take his place, I promise you God's not in that. Um, God called you to preach. You are to be sent and you are to be gone, going somewhere, preaching the Word of God, whether that's on the street, whether that's in the jail, or whether that's going out west and planting a church, or whether that's going to a foreign field. You, If God's called you to preach, you need to be preaching somewhere. Amen. I always heard an old man of God say, there's a tree for every possum. Amen. And uh, <laughs> preachers, young preachers, I'm telling you, if you're just waiting on a pulpit, you're doing it wrong. And I have no I don't know how to do this thing by no means. I'm only twenty one years old and but I've heard a lot of men of God say that uh if I'm me speaking to me personally, if I'm not out there doing faithful in the small things, God's not gonna trust me with the big things. And uh so that's that's something you say, Well maybe, you know, I'm I wanna be sold out to God, I wanna do his will. Start in the local church. I mean, mm-hmm. just it's, I know you may you if you're a young preacher, obviously you're gonna be a guy, and uh, it's not in the shame for a man to clean the church. Amen. <laughs> yeah, you need to pick up about, and I, I don't know why I keep getting on that, but we always want to uh, be in the spotlight. Sometimes it just takes a young person, young preacher, to get up and pick a piece of paper off the floor. Yeah, yeah. We need that, and the local churches need that. But don't be one of the young preachers. And uh, I hate to say this, but seeing it somewhere in North Carolina, you see the call of God on them going to a mission field, and they're running from it, and they go take a dead church because they think that that's going to get the call of God off of them to go somewhere that they don't want to go. And that's not how it's supposed to be done either. You're going to be so miserable outside of the will of God. But, uh, Brother Saunders, tell us how pastoring out in uh, Montana was like. You know, it, it, it was precious, precious years. Uh, we started, like I said, in a 1,200-square-foot building. Uh, I will tell you, when you plant a church, it is different than taking a church. Uh, and here's the difference. When you plant a church, it has your fingerprints on everything. Mm-hmm. If you were to take a church has everybody else's fingerprints from the pastors before you uh, to whoever the leadership was, whether it be the deacons or even the church members. And so it can be very, very hard. Uh, When Kelly and I, when we started our church in in our first building, um, the walls had holes and there was no carpet on the ground. And, you know, it's the house of God. So it's only 1,200 square feet. It's just one big room. Uh, We patched all the holes in the walls. We painted the walls. We put flooring down. Uh, we made it as nice as possible, and uh, you know um, that that was that was an incredible thing. And then uh, we began to pray within that first year. Within that first year, we saw people saved. Uh, we were able to uh, charter the church, and uh, from there we we uh, we started praying for our second building. Um, the Lord blessed us um, with a, a, a twenty-seven hundred square foot building, and where we spent the majority of our time. Um, but in those years, I will tell you, and it, it's just like any other pastor, uh, you know, there are, there are times that uh, uh, you see growth. Um, you know, our, our very first service, we had 28 people. And I was just grateful for that. I had heard so many nightmares of missionaries that went there, and it was only them, their wife, and their kids. Now, 
with that being said, once again, I go back to one of the things I said before. If there's a lack of training, Amen. Uh, it is only going to be you, your wife, and your kids. Amen. And that's so, right. you know, that that's where we want to make sure that we uh, help teach our guys and train them, helping them know good and well that, uh, it's, you know, it's, it has to be a team effort. Uh, Kelly and I, we knocked on doors for months, um, you know, all by ourselves. And But if you have a team, instead of taking months, it could take a matter of weeks. Uh, and so, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, were there heartaches? Yes. Um, one of the very first uh, funerals I ever did, I thought it would be one of the older saints of God in our church. And lo and behold, it was a 14-year-old girl. Um, she and her family were very faithful to our church. In between services, um, she went snowmobiling uh, with her brother and right in the yard. Um, she just she went down the hill and was going up the other side. She had all the gear on, the helmet, the shoulder pads, the whole nine yards, and uh, it tipped over and uh, she slipped out to eternity. I praise the Lord that she had trusted Christ, and uh, uh, I had the privilege of baptizing her. And like I said, they were very faithful to our church. Um, but from that, uh, we saw God just move upon our church. Um, people got excited about the things of God. And, uh, you know, I, I praise the Lord for those precious memories. Amen. And back to the whole taking a church and planting a church uh one of my Bible college teachers told me, he says, it's always easier to give birth than to resurrect the dead. <laughs> and let me tell you, there's a lot of dead churches out there that there you could is. obviously take, and you could fool a lot of people thinking that you're in the will of God. But you know good and well that God has called you into missions, and God has called you maybe somewhere out west, somewhere up north. I mean, there you'd be surprised of how many uh, cities don't have an independent fundamental baptist church and that's just it's, it's sad to see because we've got a lot of preachers sitting on the church pew in our southern uh not southern baptist church but church, baptist churches in the south yeah yeah I, I almost messed that up we're not southern baptist and uh we got a lot of preachers sitting in churches that don't want to do anything or they do want to do something just just don't know how. just don't know how so you be that preacher, be that young, get with your pastor, talk to your pastor about it, get his advice. And uh, if you know, if you know that God has called you to the mission field, just pray. Yeah. Brother Jacob? I do want to say this because uh, where I came from, we didn't really have an emphasis on missions. We had we took on missionaries and we just gave them support, but it was never really a, a, uh, a main topic in our church. It wasn't right. pushed. It wasn't uh, publicized. It wasn't. We just say, "Hey, we deacons come in, or the pastor sure. come in and say, hey, we want to take this person on, fifty dollars, hundred dollars a month, or whatever.'" But I'm telling you, young person, if you don't, if you don't know the need, I didn't recognize until I came up here how much of a need come from something that's not to not sure. knowing to come into something that man, it all Bible does is, and it's a blessing to. Yeah. I didn't recognize the significance of how. Man, just the whole the whole nine yards. And so, young person, if you're struggling, if you don't have that, that, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's needed to know these things. And if you don't have that, I'm telling you, I'm sure Brother Saunders would be good. He's, he's a good one to ask for. Yeah, and I, I'll definitely give my number, Brother Jacob, at the close of this podcast. Um, but I want to say this, even for those of you that are listening, um, right now, between, like I said, the Bayou's Louisiana, the Metropolis of California, I have a list of right now of 235 counties 
that have no independent Baptist church. Wow. Not not cities, not towns, counties. That that means it has cities and towns within it. 235 counties and zero independent Baptist churches. I, talking to some of our missionaries, they would they would describe to me the, the, the towns around where they have planted a church. And they would tell me, Brother Nathan, that we have towns all around our church that would have anywhere from, from uh, you know, 2,000 people right on up to 60,000 people and zero independent Baptist churches. Wow. Yep. You know, and that's right here in our country. Now, if you, you want to go to the foreign field, the numbers are even worse. They're not better. They're worse. And, and so I have, a, you know, missionaries, I don't know if you ever read uh, different missionary biographies, um, but missionaries have quotes. Like Jim Elliott said, he's no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. My personal quote is this, every day with God's a new adventure. So why not start yours today? Yeah. And you yeah. may be listening to this podcast going, man, could God ever use me on, on, on a mission field? Could God ever use me to start a church out west? Could God ever use me to plant churches on some foreign field? If you're thinking that and the Lord's nudging your heart in the direction of missions, uh, it's pretty simple. The Lord just starts giving you a desire to plant a church or to go reach people with the gospel who've never heard. And I'm here to tell you, there are still places, even in the United States, who have yet to hear the name of Christ from a biblical standpoint. You know, how should they hear without a preacher? Yeah, I'm telling you, there's still places right here in the United States of America that desperately needs a preacher. And so, um, you know, I want to encourage you. Um, do you mind if I talk about June the 19th? Yes, sir. Go ahead, brother. So June the 19th, if you guys are anywhere in Georgia, June the 19th, we are hosting at the headquarters of Macedonia World Baptist Missions a conference called Reach the World Youth Conference. And we are desiring that all pastors would bring their young people from the ages of 15 right on up into the 20s, college-age students, um, that they would bring these young people. It's a one-day conference. It'll start at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's on Saturday. So youth pastors, you can't give me the excuse that you got to work. Okay, so bring your young people. Okay, it's on Saturday. Um, I will make sure I'll have missionaries from all over the world that are going to be present there. And um, we're going to have different services and sessions going on. We're going to be teaching on, especially the mission fields, uh, uh, how God uh, does things in our hearts and in Focus, focusing in on mission fields and what we can do once we get there, where you're going to be able to receive some training, hear these missionaries' heartbeats when it comes to it. And then um, uh, I, I know I'm preaching that Saturday morning. I know that Dr. Scott Carl is preaching right around lunchtime. Um, and, uh, and then also my dear friend, uh, Pastor Mark Stroud. And a lot of y'all have probably heard Brother Mark Stroud preach. He is going to be preaching that evening. And uh, you guys don't want to miss out on this. I'm telling you, it's going to be an exciting conference. Um, it's only $20 if you register now. If you register early, it's $20. Uh, that pays for your T-shirt, and it pays for your food while you're there. And uh, we're going to have all kinds of snacks as well. Uh, and so please, 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 please register. We only have 150 seats, and they're going pretty quick. Um, and so please sign up. You can register online. Uh, if you were to go, if you were to go to Macedonia World Baptist Missions website, it's just pretty simple: mwbm.org. That's mwbm.org. And then I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys my personal cell phone number because if at any time you want to call me, I tell Brother Noah and Brother Jacob anytime. Um, you know, if they want to call me and and they have before, 
Uh, my personal cell phone number is 406-360-9392. That's 406-360-9392. And young preachers, anytime you want to give me a call, if you're praying about a mission trip, we also have internships that are readily available. And we're going to be talking more about that on June the 19th. Um, but we have them all over the world where a young man or a young lady could go and train for the mission field uh, <laughs> right here in the United States or even in a foreign land for three months. We'll help you raise your support um, and you can receive training and get your feet wet a little bit. Get a little taste of what the mission field is like. And, uh, and from that, we are praying that God uh, will raise up an army of young Timothys that will have a burning desire and want Amen. to reach the world with the gospel. Amen. And uh, I can't speak for uh, missionaries back in the day, but from what I'm seeing, I'll be honest with you, it's never been more easier to be a missionary than the oh, yeah. day we're living in. I mean, you've got routes from, like Brother Saunders says, I mean, Macedonia's holding conferences and uh, Brother Chris Hewitt's having his uh, Who Will Go meeting. I mean, you can, you can, there's obviously meetings. And there's men of God that you can talk to. Now, like I said, I can't speak for the men back in the back in the olden days. But as of today, uh, yes, there's going to be struggles. Yes, there's going to be hard times. But you've always, I mean, you know, back in the old, old days, most missionaries didn't have uh, mission boards. They didn't have, you know, uh, cell phones to just get up and call some uh, preacher, some pastor and ask for advice. But uh, now you do. Use this technology uh, for the furtherance of the gospel. Yes. And I'm telling you, you will not regret it. Brother Saunders is one of my uh, heroes. He's one of my mentors. And uh, he's helped me as far as when it comes to ministry. And you will not regret it. Brother Jacob, you got any uh, comments before we close out? I just want to say, young people, listen, missions is very important. Very, very important. Well, there's so many opportunities. And the best thing, the best thing is not you ever preaching somewhere, getting a name, getting a meeting. The best thing you will ever do as a young preacher is win somebody to the Lord. And it'll all be worth it. And when you go it. through the whole deputation and you feel like uh, you're not getting anywhere, and you finally, Brother Saunders has the most experience on this. Like I said, me and Brother Jacob's not playing in the church. <laughs> but I can see the, the reward when that uh, soul gets saved. And you, you see it and you, you realize that uh, it was not all a waste. And uh, let me tell you, doing God's work is not a waste. And uh, Brother uh, James Ruckman, I heard a message he preached, and it was out of Esther, and he says, Are you sure you're not called? And uh, young preacher, can I tell you, are you sure you're not called? Uh, I, we speak to a lot of preachers, and I joke around with them uh, to a sense, not really, but uh, are you going to go to the mission field? And they say, I'm not called. I, I won't be able to do it. But Brother uh, James Ruckman preached that message, are you sure you're not called? So young preacher, young people, uh, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter about your background. Uh, God saved you, and God uh, called you to preach. And He can use you. And He can use you. Amen. There is, like one preacher said, every creature needs a preacher. And you can go anywhere. Like I said, uh, these internships are, are available. And you can jump on it. I mean, uh, so it's never been more easier to see. And I'm telling you, it affects 
like Brother Saunders says, it affects you when you actually see the mission field. Uh, if you just sit and, and I'm all for uh, supporting your local church, supporting your pastor, I'm 100% for that. But if you get outside your local church and go on a mission field and you see that mission field, you'll never come back the same. You'll see it. And you'll see not the population, but you'll see the souls. Yes. Those are just people who are, are dying and going to hell. See, people up north, where I went, uh, there is no independent Baptist church between an hour, I believe. And uh, I looked at them, and I, I began to get a burden for them because I saw people walking the streets. They are they born, they live their life, and they die and go to hell not hearing a bit of gospel. Yeah. And that's sad to me because... I grew up in the South where I heard the gospel, I mean, every Sunday, yep. Sunday night, Wednesday night, revivals, jubilees, any time the doors was open at my local church, I was there. And I took it for granted, to be honest with you. And when this whole COVID stuff hit and the churches shut down, that was my life. I said, now, now you know, what am I going to do? And that's when God really still began to burden me about uh, up north and... More details on that later. Uh, but young preachers, young people, to end this off, Brother Saunders, if you've got one thing, one advice that you could give any young person, young preachers, really seeking the will of God, what would you give them, Brother? I would say this. I would definitely tell a young person, please keep your heart tender towards God. Stay in the Word of God. Amen. And then I would also, I would advise you to, to read some books. Amen. Uh, you know, and I, I read some missionary biographies. Read up on guys like David Livingston, uh, Amy Carmichael, uh, David Brainerd, Jim Elliott, Hudson Taylor. Uh, read about some of these old heroes of the faith and, uh, you know, see where they have been. Now, I'm here to tell you that the mission field is no longer like it was in the days of David Livingston where you have to pioneer and cut through all the jungle Amen. and everything. Yep. It's not like that. Just like Brother Noah said, we're living in a day of technology. Uh, you are no longer having to eat the brains of monkeys and live in the grass huts. Now, well, we could probably find places like that for you if you really earnestly <laughs> want to go. But the world has changed so much, so drastic now. Uh, you could go anywhere in the world, and the technology and the way of living may actually be better than it is here in the United States. So we as a nation, we as a church, we as individuals, we as preachers, we are without excuse. And so Amen. I encourage you, please keep your heart tender towards God. Stay in the Word of God um, and uh, pray and seek the face of God. Think about Isaiah. The Bible talks about Isaiah uh, seeing the, the Lord high and lifted up. And when he saw that his train filled the temple, immediately... Uh, Isaiah began to say, I am a man of unclean lips. He was basically saying, Lord, I, I have no, I'm not worthy to stand in your presence. He was showing humility uh, and, and showing how of a, uh, you know, of a sinner that he was. And that, that's all of us. And, uh, and he said, I dwell among a people of unclean lips. And when he got his sin right with the Lord and his heart is tender towards God, immediately the Lord said, who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Amen. And uh, you know what? If, if we want to be sent to the Lord, we need to get in His presence. We need to spend time in His Word. 
and uh, and then read about the other guys that have gone on before us who've gotten it done, and then say, Lord, I want to be added to that list. Where Amen. do I? Where do I? Where can I fit in? Amen. And uh, like I said earlier, God, I heard a, an older preacher say, God's not looking for ability; He's just looking for availability. That's exactly right. And uh, with closing thoughts, I do want to tell you that, uh, like I said, be in prayer for these meetings. If you so happen to cannot come to where it's, it's impossible for you to come, please pray. Pray for these young preachers that will be there. Uh, yeah, call Brother Saunders. Uh, may, give him a call. Make sure, you he like I said, he is somebody you can, you can tell your burden to. And uh, make sure you call him. But, uh, Jacob, you got any closing thoughts? Amen. I'm just going to back what Brother Saunders said. That's, that's that's wise wisdom right there. Amen. Amen. Just just get in there. Amen. And just make yourself self available. Amen. 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 Make yourself a clean vessel and an available vessel when God will use you. Amen. And just remember, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You can serve God in a wicked world.